You are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm Vicki Baird, your Intuitive Life and Development Coach. VickiBaird.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Intuition is that voice that knowing, that connection with self that runs very quietly underneath the brain chatter that happens as a human. And it comes from the soul. It's the knowing you bring in into each lifetime that builds on each time you go around. And it is always communicating with us. We've forgotten how to hear it or how to sense it. When you come in as a baby, you know, you have no teeth, you're naked, and you're trusting that something is working in the world. And that's that intuitive sense. Like when a child meets another person and they don't really care for them, that's the knowing that's there. They're reading some kind of energy and trusting that whatever's going on with that person right now might not be in their best interest. And then as we age, we lose contact with it and we stop trusting it. So my goal is to help people reconnect with that and to really hear or to intuit, to know. It's it, There are so many ways that people perceive what is the big word of intuition, but there are so many ways to get there. And everybody is wired just a little bit differently, which is sweet. And learning how to do that gives you the calmness that I feel like people are missing in this world. So the first topic that I would like to talk about is why do I call it the first sense? We've learned and we've heard all our lives that we have five senses and then intuition is your sixth sense. And I simply believe that intuition is actually our first sense because you come into this world naked, without teeth, trusting that somebody, somewhere, something is going to take care of you. And if that's not an intuitive ability, I don't know what is. So we're all born with that intuitive knowing. And I'll probably say intuitive intuition and some version of that five million times during this podcast. And we'll just get used to hearing the word quite often because it is so and such an inherent part of who we are that I would like everybody to be walking around embracing it and using it because then that goes out exponentially and then we're all just much happier. And I think that contributes to a greater whole. So we are born intuitive. We come into this world from a soul place, and that soul has so much knowledge. And then we sign up for this human go-round, and each time that you come through, your soul remains. It's eternal. It keeps going and keeps going. Yet this human part of us gets a bit of a reboot. It's a new uh, computer system. It's a new vessel each time we come through. And in doing that, we have to go through a learning process. And this learning process does bring from our past experiences in previous lives, it does bring some gifts, some abilities, some knowledge. 
And there is a bit, I call it the car wash, like between each lifetime, there's a little bit of a scrubbing off that happens. So because if you can imagine if we brought every bit of information forth, it would be too overwhelming and we wouldn't necessarily be excited about learning. And that's why the soul comes in to learn. So the intuitive part is basically there to give you a heads up or a fresh start or some sort of knowledge that at first you'll have it, but you won't have language because that human part of us has to learn that again. And then later on in life, it'll be there. Kids are extremely intuitive. They know who to trust. They know who not to go to. And if you watch the children in our world, they will give you an indication of someone else's energy long before you pick it up. I'm not saying they're like puppies or anything like that, where if you watch their ears or their tail, you can read them. <laughs> because they're, each individual child also has whatever their level of intuition is coming in. So in previous lives, maybe you didn't pay attention too much and maybe you don't have a lot of intuitive skills going on there. And in this lifetime, you're going to work on it a little bit more. Hopefully, this podcast will be of some service in that way and that you could start to not only embrace what you have, but start working with it, start exercising it and build those intuitive muscles as well. So if you watch kids, they will indicate who's the creeper in the room. I just watch them and how they look around. And if you have children in your life or you're lucky enough to be part of a child's life, really honor the fact when they don't want to go to someone, even if it's a loved one and they loved them yesterday. It could be that that person is carrying funky energy today and the kids are really good satellite dishes. They'll pick it up and they'll feed it back to you and they'll let you know that is pixelated. We are not going near that show. So we all have this within us. And a lot of the times it wasn't fostered, not known by our parents, and that's okay. This is part of what I'd like to offer the world is here's some knowing because one of my rules is before you knew it, okay, no problem. That's not on you. Once you know it, you have to work with it and you have to take some accountability and responsibility. So if you're listening to this, now you know about intuition, okay, take some responsibility. Start tapping into it. So when you were a child, you may not have had someone who said, trust your gut or um, pay attention to what you sense about that other person. It may not have been fostered in you. And most of us, it, it wasn't. In my house, it was not appreciated that I could read the energy and that I could pick up on what was going on around the place. And although it did lead to some great extortion of my siblings later on in life, it was not uh, seen as something that was okay to do in our home. But with the kids, if you foster that and you listen to that, you'll also be reinforcing it within yourself because it's there. It may just have been put up on a shelf or you forgot that you even had it or maybe you didn't know you had it. So one of the things that you can bring to your day-to-day -day life is by acknowledging we have all these other five senses and you know we see, we hear, we feel, we um, taste, and yet 
most of our information that we actually get comes to us from the energy field that's around your body, often referred to as the aura. So this energy field that's there is the best mechanism for processing information and all the unsaid that is in the world. And you're processing it whether you realize it or not. So I think if we start paying attention, then we'll actually be doing less work as humans rather than trying to decipher everything that's going on through our five senses that require a brain and they require that literally your gray matter to do the work for you in this energy field that's not necessary. So I don't want to get too far ahead initially, but I want you to be able to start to maybe question what and how and am I even picking up any signals that are out there? Like have you ever walked into a room and said to someone, how are you? And they're like, I'm fine. And you're like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> and it's not just the face because we're good actors. We, we'll put on a face for people. It's just this sense that comes over you and you feel it in your body. And, you, and then that translates to your brain that something's a little amiss here. That's your intuition. That's your first sense picking up on what was emitted from the person that was not said because maybe they're not comfortable with it um, or were taught to say, fine, great, everything's hunky-dory. Nah, man, today really stunk. I could use a hug, you know. <laughs> so looking for honesty from people in the, in the communication styles and in order to get that, you bring in the intuitive side. So one of the ways that you can tell if you're using your intuition is by looking at the data that you have from your life already. The, I guarantee that there was a time where you knew something and you felt it and you didn't listen. And then in hindsight, you went, ah, oh, son of a gun. Um, I knew that, I felt it, I sensed it, but I didn't have proof. I didn't have the cold hard facts or whatever. Part of the tricky thing about intuition is you have to trust before there's fact. And that's hard for people because we're solid, right? We have this sense of seeing and seeing is believing, not in my world, but feeling is believing in my world. But we have so we have all these senses, and we've been taught through science, which is fantastic. I do love myself some science. Uh, but we've been taught that unless you have the proof right in front of you, then it's not valid. But I would argue that you do have proof. You just have to pay attention to your life and calculate the data and get the feedback and then say, that, oh, I did know that that time. I just didn't listen, and that's okay. I'm going to listen this time because I have the proof of that time, and I'm not so sure I liked how that went. <laughs> so my intention is to help people tap into this, to help you really listen to 
what are all your gifts and abilities? And it starts with being able to process all of the information that you're being given. And that might seem overwhelming, overwhelming, but when you actually acknowledge your intuition, it calms right down and it starts working in conjunction with your other senses. I don't want to boot out the other five senses. I like them. I want all of this to be working together. So the movie that made the sixth sense so popular, we pop fisting to the front of the line and we use it in the way that it was intended from your eternal self. So when we come in to this lifetime and we have this hard drive of information, it's sitting there and it's waiting to be accessed. And then each experience that you have in the physical sense becomes like a program that you're running. So you have software and you have the hard drive and you have your software. And they can work well together as long as you're working Mac to Mac and PC to PC. Some people try to confuse the two, but it doesn't always work. So the part of listening to the, the physical parts of you, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the, and then combining the intuitive, the still feeling, that one kind of crosses both and being a hard drive and being a software program. And you start to really develop these and you start to listen. And you'll find that you have knowledge in there that you didn't even know you had. That's why we have three-year-olds that can, you know, play Bach and Beethoven and that flip around like little ninjas and everything because they brought stuff forth from their previous life. And I promise you, you all did as well. So one of the examples of the intuitive self and knowing that you've been and you've done this before is, again, to take it back to kids, they really are our smartest humans. They really are. We have to start listening to them a little bit more because they're, they've just come from source. They've just come in and they're still a little clean. So we have to start looking at like what's their perspective and start listening to them. And I had, uh, I have a granddaughter who's going to be 13 actually in a couple of weeks. And yes, I know I'm not, don't look old enough to have a granddaughter, <laughs> but um, she's my girl. And when she was three years old, we were lying in bed and she didn't want to go to sleep like most three-year-olds. <laughs> so I was teaching her how to talk to angels and how to bring in her team and how to feel supported and, and all of that. And she looked at me with these big brown eyes. She's got the most gorgeous eyes. And she said to me, you know, Nana, I was supposed to be your kid, but you did something so you can't have kids anymore. She's absolutely correct. I had enough, didn't want anymore. And so I had to find another way to get to you. And prior to her birth, I had said to her father, who is my stepson, that there was a baby coming and she wants to be in this world and she's going to come through you guys. So if you're not ready to be young parents, you need to do something about this. You know, due diligence as a parent. And this little one 
totally floored me. I already knew all this stuff, but I had never shared it with her other than you're my girl, you know. (laughs) And she brought all that up and she knew it. And she has shared stuff with me since that she couldn't possibly have overheard. She couldn't have known unless she brought that forth with her soul. And she is about 105 in that 13-year-old body. But if you listen to the brilliance that's there in your world, you'll start to appreciate that you did this process too. But maybe there weren't ears there to listen at the time. And now there are. So, and you might have to be your own ears and to listen to your own intuition. So if you have a particular talent, if you have something that you, it just comes naturally to you. Some would say the gift of gab would be my talent. So if you have this, you can know that in previous lifetimes that you have done your homework. You've worked at it. Intuition is no different. You have to foster it. You have to practice. There is no magic wand, and you'll hear me say that quite a few times during this podcast. However, there is magic in connecting with your intuition because it gives you a sense of self that creates a feeling of comfort in this world. So we're going to take a little break there. And I hope during this pause that you'll go get a drink, maybe visit the loo, get another drink, and then we'll be right back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free, and there is a creation tool right inside the app, and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless, and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. I hope you had a little break there. I always appreciate the opportunity to head off and, and hit the loo without taking my phone with me. So unless you're out and you're running. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm running and I hope you ducked behind a bush, I guess. So using your intuition and fostering it and working with it is a lifelong process. It's lifelong process. Um, You're going to be in this as much as you're eternal, which by definition of the word is a long time. So Get good with the fact that it will always grow. It will always be advancing. When I first started my work, I wasn't just doing intuitive readings. I was working in corporate. And it seemed like I had a propensity for picking up whatever the boss was about to change. And when he was going to fire someone, I knew about it before others. When he was going to change the business, I knew about it, which came in handy because I used to come into work and he'd just move my desk and I didn't know where my desk was and thought I got fired. And with my mouth, you never really know. So, you know, that 
ability to have a sense of, no, this is okay. There's just something going on that I don't quite understand yet. I could pick it up and I could feel like the frequency was off. It's There's like a disturbance in the universe. It really does exist. So there's this feeling like it's just not okay. I'm okay, but something's out of whack. And I didn't even really pick up too much on it. The people I was working with did, and they were keeping track of the number of times I was accurate and the number of times that I was inaccurate. And they were doing the whole, you know, when there's a prisoner and they do one, two, three, four, five, and they do the count off, they had a whole notepad going for the stuff that I had observed. And I thought we were just sharing stuff over lunch. I did not know that they were doing research which is kind of funny to me because if you think if you're intuitive, shouldn't you know that stuff? No. Intuition is subtle. It is not a cosmic two-by-four, even though that's one of my favorite references. It's not a big billboard on the side of the road. It is so subtle. And I think because to get to the working part of it, if you really want it, you'll work. And if it was really blatant, would you work at it? And would it feel as good to develop it if you didn't work at it? I don't think so. So there's a built-in mechanism of returning to source, literally, in strengthening this intuitive self of yours and, and the muscles, much like going to the gym and working out. You can hope your trainer will do it for you, but that hasn't worked out well for me. So you actually have to do it yourself. So this whole process of them keeping track was fantastic because it reiterated to me that something was going on. And I didn't even know what it was. Like I said, we didn't talk about this stuff in our house, and it wasn't okay when I did those things. So this feedback that I was getting from my coworkers was affirming that there was something to pay attention to here. And I am insanely curious. I want to know what's under the rock. I want to know what makes somebody tick and why did they think that. And I think that curiosity helped me to question without being afraid of my intuition because it was like solving a puzzle. And who doesn't want to solve a puzzle? Come on, that's fun. So I'm hoping to bring this somewhat grounded perspective to using your intuition and to developing. It's about developing your own knowing for yourself. This is what's most important. When you know yourself, you'll feel solid in the world, and then you can give that out to the world, and you can be of service. And if you don't know yourself, you tend to be in service, where you're just trying to fill everybody else's needs because some part of you wants to be seen. But if you know who you are, you don't worry about that anymore. And then you can be an authentic helper of the world rather than falsehoods. Um, So in order to develop the intuition, you start learning, reading, watching, listening to podcasts, paying attention to how you're wired. And what I like to start with whenever I help somebody develop their intuition further, because they've already got it, they've developed it to a certain sense, I can help you take it further, is what I call the Claire sisters. So every sense that we have, 
there's a connection to it because we're meant to blend our non-physical self with our physical self. It's not one or the other. We're to work in conjunction with our humanness and our soul self. So with the Claire sisters, you have clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. And what we hear the most about when you talk about intuitives or psychics or any of that, the other labels that are placed there. So clairvoyance is being able to see what is available to you energetically. And yes, a lot of the times clairvoyancy is seen as the predictive method of intuition. Not necessarily true, and we'll get into that in further podcasts. But the clairvoyance isn't like seeing something external out of your body like they show in, you know, like the ghost whisperer where the person whose past shows up next to you and, you know, is there in what we consider 3D. If you think of your living room right now and that how it's kind of behind the scenes, behind your frontal lobe, that picture that's there, that's truly what clairvoyance typically translates as. And that's why people miss it because it's so subtle that you don't realize that you have a whole movie running and it's so entertaining. (laughs) It really is so much fun. And that, but it's so subtle that a lot of people say, I can't do that. That's for special people. Only certain people have that gift. I disagree. I think we all have it. We just haven't paused long enough to access it. So that's clear seeing. And then you have uh, claircognizant. Now, claircognizant to me is my most challenging one because it's my primary, which is you just know things and you don't know why you know them. So it takes, <laughs> it takes a lot of chutzpah to be able to say, I know this and I have nothing to back it up with, but I just know it. And why do I know it? Because I have a track record. Uh, that's what I say now. I have a track record, so I just trust it. But that claircognizant is you knowing and not having anything to back it up yet, but it feels so strongly within you that you just can't deny it. And I would recommend really listening to those. And then we have Claire Gustus. That one's kind of fun because not only is it fun to say, but it means clear tasting or clear smelling. So uh, Claire being the French prefix here, but it's really the only French I speak. (laughs) So the Claire Gustus is when you smell something and there's nothing around you that translates to why you would be smelling that. So, for instance, a lot of the times people will smell cigarette smoke and there's no one around them smelling it. Well, then you go to who passed, who used to smoke, because they're using that as their signature. They're not still smoking, but they're using that as their signature to get your attention, to say, hey, I'm around. Could you say hi? Or uh, watch out for that car that's coming towards you. You might want to pay attention. So then we have clairaudient, which is being able to hear. And if you've ever had that experience where you heard your name being called and you turn around and no one's there, I promise you they're there, that you're just not using your clairvoyance to see them. So this clairaudient 
is where you're picking up on the frequency that's being dropped in between the the notes of the universe and it's coming to you in a way that you can hear it and literally it can be very confusing because it often comes in our own voice so how you think in your head is usually how someone hears their clairvoyant messages so often we'll negate them right that's just something i thought that's just something I already knew. I didn't just hear that because that might freak me out a little bit to think that I just heard that. <laughs> so we have to stop being wimpy. It's all fine. Uh, so with that, we have, I always forget one of them. Clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairgustus. This is very much part of it. Um, I... Claircognizant, clairknowing, eh, it'll come to me. We'll fi I'll figure it out. I do this every time I teach a class. You'd think I'd write them down by now. Oh, clairsentient. Oh, my goodness. It's clairsentient, which was the first one that actually occurred to me. See, sometimes you just have to send the message back up to spirit and go, hello, <laughs> I could use some backup here. I need to know. I am recording right now. Could you give me the information that I'm looking for? So clairsentient. And what that means is clear feeling. And the majority of our population, believe it or not, are clairsentient. And I think a lot of people become cranky butts because they don't want to feel. And they're not dealing with their sensitivity. So you hear a lot about being an empath or being empathic. Well, I would hope so as part of the human race that you are empathic. Being clairsentient means that you pick up on the information that's around you in this field and you feel how someone else is experiencing their world. So earlier with my example of someone said they were fine, but you know they're not, in all likelihood you picked up clairsentiently in your feeling center your whole self, that that wasn't true, uh, and you can decide whether to say, are you sure or not? That's up to your human head. See how they have to play nicely together? Because even though we have these abilities, it is not okay to trample on somebody else's energy field. Simply because you're intuitive does not give you permission or carte blanche to tell someone what you think, feel, hear, know into it, it just doesn't. And that is a big part of the teaching that I do is the responsibility and the accountability. Simply because you know it doesn't mean you get to spill it. So that's where you work with your human self, and they're called manners. So these Claire, these Claire sisters in their cute little family are helping you to have the most rich experience that you could possibly have in this lifetime. And I think once we bring them into the family, we feel that much more secure within ourselves. 
So there are so many exercises, and through the podcast, I'm going to be giving the actual exercises of how to develop these. It won't just be me rambling on, talking about, aren't these things great? And then you're still like, well, what the heck do I do then, Vicki? I know about them now, but I still don't know how to employ them. So part of creating the series was because there's only so much of me to go around, and I figured if I put it out there for you guys to use, and you use it ethically and with a sense of contribution to humankind, then we're all going to be benefiting from this information. We're going to take a break. I'll see you back here shortly. I really do believe that this should be taught in schools and in family homes and everything to the whatever your belief system is. And so that we have less anxiety in the world because a lot of the anxiousness, anxiety, um, discontent, basically the lower frequency energies that are happening, I think are happening because we've cut off part of ourselves. You know, it's like if you don't move your butt, your head isn't okay. If you don't exercise, your, your brain doesn't feel good. So th- this is similar. If we start exercising our all of ourselves, then we're going to feel much more stable um, and have fun. So there is commitment, like I've said, and probably we'll say a few hundred more times. Pay attention to how you learn. This will be a good indication of what your primary Claire ability is. So wouldn't it have been nice in school to be asked, do you read? Do you need to read something to learn? Do you need to hear it? Do you need to get your hands on the thing in order to learn? Are you very tangible? You know, you need to play in that dough in order to get it through your head. Or do you need to have it repetitive? Like, do you need to hear it over and over and over again? These are all clues to which intuitive sense is your primary superpower. Because if you're someone who wants to get their hands in things and and, and needs to take the toaster apart to understand how it works, or you need to lay out all the pieces before you put that IKEA project together, then you're most likely clairsentient. You have to feel your way through something. You have to pick things up. You have to experience them. You put them down. And you uh, just need to be basically immersed in the process. Most likely, you're clairsentient. If you're someone who thinks in pictures, and even though people are giving you words, there's a movie going on in your head, you're primarily clairvoyant. And that is one everybody wants to be primarily clairvoyant. Every class I teach, people want to be clairvoyant. And I'm like, listen, stay in your lane. (laughs) Develop what is your strength and then bring the other ones on board. We have all of them. It's just what's your primary. So if you need to hear, if you like audiobooks, shout out to Alison Larkin, if you need to have somebody tell you a story or read the the chapter to you in order for it to go in, you're clairaudient. Um, If you're a chef, if you need to taste those spices and you need to develop, like, you're one of those people that can figure out what the hidden spices 
kudos to you. It all tastes the same to me. <laughs> so Claire Glucis hasn't come on board yet for Vicky. Uh, then that's what you are. So Claire Cognizant is not permission to be a know-it-all. If you're acting like a know-it-all, that does not mean you are claircognizant. That means you need to learn humility. Um, claircognizant is some is one that's a little bit more challenging because it, uh, it it does tend to just drop in. It's not one that's easily translated to the other five physical senses. So I have a friend who is uh, just phenomenal at farming and no background training, none in this lifetime. Well, where did she get that? Previous lifetime. And that would be an example of claircognizant. She just knows what to do even if she hasn't researched it. So something like that can we can put in the claircognizant. So pay attention this week to how this month, this year, your entire lifetime, to how you learn because that will give you the hint to which skill it would be best for you to learn about and maybe to practice and focus with uh, in, in to developing and harnessing your own intuition. So that's an example of what this will be like. Sitting down, listening to Vicki go on, and I hope receiving the information that is beneficial to you. This is our first sense. Once it's cultivated, it will guide you to an amazing belief in self, contentment, joy, playfulness that I believe our lives are really meant to be about and not all this struggle that we've been taught our experience is meant to be. And once it's taken care of and treated like your favorite child. Oh, come on, we all have a favorite child. Stop acting like you don't. Fostered and applied, it, it can be a lot of fun. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so appreciative of everyone who is helping me to bring this out into your world. Uh, Josh, my partner in crime, Allison, who's amazing studio, Galen, who's behind the window and giving me the thumbs up and what was that look? I love it. And all of you who are listening and being a part of this experience and helping each other to be feeling beings. We can do it. It's okay to feel, people. So on the next episode, we will be talking about whether this is something to fear. Uh, should Is intuition something to fear or is it something that brings joy and uh, contentment and all of the stuff I already talked about? So that will be our next episode. I hope you tune in. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thanks for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. 
This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time.